Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, May 12, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. The Sitka Assembly has taken another step towards selling the former Sitka Community Hospital building. When the Assembly met last night, it unanimously approved the final request for proposals seeking bids to purchase or lease the property. The 22-page document outlines what the city is looking for in a competitive proposal. It took several months for city staff to develop the document with Assembly feedback. This spring, the city held two town halls and published a survey seeking public input on a possible sale. At a meeting in late April, the Assembly reviewed a draft of the RFP, but they were still missing a property value assessment. Last night, with an appraisal in hand, the group went behind closed doors for over an hour in an executive session to discuss how the property value would factor into the RFP. When the group reconvened, it unanimously approved the RFP but did not deliberate further in public. KCAW has reached out to city staff for more information on changes made to the document. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium, or SEARCH, bought Sitka Community Hospital in 2019, but the city still owns the property. SEARCH is two years into a five-year lease of the building where it currently houses long-term care. Last fall, the consortium expressed interest in purchasing the property as part of its planned $300 million hospital expansion. The deadline to submit a proposal is 60 days after the RFP is issued. Then the Assembly will meet again to consider the proposals and pick a bidder. Ketchikan's Summer King Salmon Fishing Derby is canceled due to concern about low returns. It would have been the first King Salmon Derby in Ketchikan since 2017. The two summers after that, organizers switched to Coho due to poor forecasts for Chinook. Then the pandemic led to the cancellation of 2020's Derby and just about everything else. Michael Briggs, who coordinates the annual fishing competition for Ketchikan's Cabaret, Hotel, Restaurant, and Retailers Association, says organizers were planning to hold the derby over two weekends in mid to late June. But on Tuesday, Briggs said he got a call from the Alaska Department of Fish and Games Sport Fish Division. And they expressed some concerns with the idea of, you know, basically uh, encouraging a thousand boats across across a couple of weekends to go out there and and target king salmon. State fisheries biologist Kelly Reppert declined an interview request, but she said in a statement that the same problem that led organizers to cancel the King Derby in 2018 still exists, poor stocks of wild king salmon. And Reppert says the situation has actually deteriorated in the years since the Derby was first canceled. King salmon on the Eunuch River north of Ketchikan have been a, quote, stock of concern for ADF&G since 2017. She says Fish and Game is, quote, riding the line between providing limited opportunity to target hatchery fish and implementing additional closures during the month of June. Salmon Derby coordinator Briggs says he understands ADF&G's concerns and hopes to hold the Salmon Derby for silvers in late sum- summer, though he says planning is in the early stages. After nearly two weeks, the Alaska court system's email came back online on Tuesday, but other services are still down after a cyber attack last month. This disruption has limited public access and further complicated court operations already backlogged by the pandemic. KTOO's Matt Miller has the story. 
Court staff, judges, and attorneys are finding ways to adapt while also reverting to a few old routines in place before development of the Internet. Angie Kemp is the district attorney or the state's top prosecutor for Juneau and Sitka. We've walked back a lot of the strides that we made to adapt to COVID, <laughs> going back to the more uh, traditional way of doing things. Such as physically carrying documents down to the clerk's office in the basement of the Juno courthouse or dusting the cobwebs off of a fax machine to send documents to other attorneys and judges in the region. One of the interesting aspects about this is fax became or becoming kind of antiquated technology and, and so I think the court system was sort of cycling those out, fax machines out. I know from speaking to some of their IT folks that they've had to scramble a bit to get those things back in place. The state's relatively new electronic filing system is shut down, which has caused problems with attorneys and local police departments statewide. The cyber attack, discovered April 29th, effectively disabled that and other Alaska court system functions accessible through the Internet. The connection has been severed, so a cybersecurity contractor can eliminate any malware and prevent further breaches. In addition to electronic filing, the CourtView case tracking system used to check someone's history in state courts is also disconnected. No more online payments for bail and fees. The disruption also shut down communication with clerks, judges, or their staff by court system email. Court staff were communicating with alternative Gmail accounts or messaging services. Court calendars initially were inaccessible, though some courthouses posted calendars on dedicated Facebook pages. Now they're going to a new, separate web page. Kemp says they've returned to physically transporting defendants from jail to the courthouse. And to keep many cases moving, judges are holding more teleconferenced hearings. During the pandemic, the court shifted to videoconferenced court hearings. That's not possible right now. Same for live streaming hearings through YouTube. Robert Henderson is assistant professor of legal studies at the University of Alaska Anchorage's Justice Center. One of the things that I think the court system is doing relatively well is it started to shift in using technology well to accommodate the pandemic with the cyber attack. That's really impacted their ability to do that. For example, someone's credibility is easier to determine during video conference testimony. We humans, we routinely communicate through nonverbal cues, both in emphasis and, you know, manner and delivery and the like. And video conferencing allows the trier fact, meaning the judge, allows the judge to assess credibility in a way that he or she can't do that on a telephone, at least not as well. Alaska Supreme Court Chief Justice Joel Bolger says malware infected a half a dozen computers. Some operated essential online services during the pandemic, like email filing and video conferencing. Not being able to do those things for a few days, I'm sure, has disrupted our operations a little bit and has been an inconvenience to our customers. The court system's email came back online Tuesday. Bolger says other online services will be restored individually over the next several days. Right now, we're just trying to assess the extent of the damage and see if we can reopen safely. Bolger says they did not receive a message or ransom demand from someone claiming to launch the attack, and they don't know the motive, but state and federal law enforcement authorities have been notified. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Matt Miller. Wrangell's Park and Recreational Department organized a two-day downtown cleanup event last weekend. 
As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, organizers saw the event not only as a way to make downtown sparkle, but to bring people together after a dark year. At the mouth of the smooth curve from Wrangell's city dock onto the main street of town, a few volunteers are crouched in a garden bed, shears and trowels in hand. We did that one maybe an hour and a half. Janet Strom wears jeans, extra tough booties, and a gray sweatshirt. And we just started, and the dandelions love this place, so it's going to take a while. Strom used to be Wrangell's public health nurse, but she's been retired for almost a decade. Last year, she says she, her husband, and some friends did little cleanup projects around town. Just did it because it needed it. But last weekend, she added 60-odd Wrangellites to her crew for a community outdoor work event organized by the Parks and Rec Department. The main goal was to spruce up the downtown corridor in anticipation of the coming summer season. Wrangell's Parks and Rec Director Kate Thomas says 2020 was tough, with poor salmon runs, a contentious political climate, and the start of the pandemic. People in town were feeling disjointed and disconnected. I think it's really important that we find ways to come together and even though we won't see a lot of tourism this summer, we'll see quite a bit still, I believe. And the residents and the businesses deserve to feel good about downtown and it being a place for folks to convene and enjoy each other. And we figured, well, we might as well clean up a little bit and spruce up the garden beds and the streets and sidewalks and all the things so folks feel, you know, some sense of community pride. Volunteers weeded, replanted, and spread new bark chips in downtown flower beds. Others helped weed whack, rake, and sweep sidewalks and park areas. Public Works crews fired up the street sweeper and put up new signs leading from City Dock to the Mount Dewey Trailhead, where, legend has it, John Muir himself spent the night. The electric department hung banners on light posts around town. Kids joined in, too. Third, fourth, and fifth graders from Evergreen Elementary School joined the chief of police and search health educators to collect thousands of cigarette butts from the downtown corridor. Thomas says she sees service as a fundamental American principle, and that doesn't change whether you're in a town of 2,500 like Wrangell or a metropolitan area like Seattle. Playgrounds are built by volunteers, gardens, recycling programs, all of it. Um, and so just because we're a small community doesn't mean that we don't need that as well, or that because we're a small community, that's why we need that. It's all over America. She's excited about the potential for more ongoing community engagement in keeping downtown clean and cute. I'm eager to see more cooperative efforts come together because if every person contributed four to five hours at the beginning of the spring every year, everything would look so good, so good. Um, and I think we're well on our way to building a culture like that. She also says the Parks and Rec Department is hoping to start a sponsorship program for garden beds downtown, where Wrangellites could donate time or money to keep up one of the 14 front street plots. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley.